Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, we are recording in Los Angeles on Shumash, Keech, and Tongvalan, and we pay our respects to the elders past and present. Salad or Dolly, threw a great party. We all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Do you think people listen to podcasts for escapism or for relatability? I listen for, I would say, comfort and relatability. I don't know about escapism. Like, I guess the way I'm asking is I barely slept and I'm torn over whether or not to like it's like when you have a cold when you're performing it's best not to acknowledge it if you're exhausted does it wreck the illusion of like you know what i mean like can the audience escape into a a fantasy of us just all being cozy and being friends is it okay that i'm tired is what i'm asking oh right you don't want to uh, bring in i mean i always get you want to bring in bad vibes yeah i get yeah i guess it depends what your attitude is i mean i people get uh, thrown off from different things. Like sometimes, if someone has a cold on a podcast, I get a little nervous. Not but isn't to- it weird if if they don't acknowledge it and you just hear that stuffed up schnoz, and you can almost you can hear the dripping, you can Ooh, feel the swallowing sorry. in the throat, and it's I have like a thing for yeah. I know. So in a way, acknowledging um, it is a little more. Yeah, mm. you could just you know, it's 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 uplifting if you're like I'm tired. But well, so at what point of the fatigue? I notice if I haven't slept, I'll have these moments where I'm just hit by a four by four. And then oh, an hour later, I feel fine. So you're hit by a cube, a four <laughs> by four. It's just like a, a plank. A, of or, wood. Or, or a plank of wood. Yeah, yeah. A four by four by four would be a cube. So a, just a big square piece of wood. Hey, carpenter talk, four by four. Yes, wait. Biblical. Um, biblical, man. Cubic biblical. meters, yes. Biblical. Um, um, yeah, so are you at what biblical moment are you? I'm, I'm still longing for redemption. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably in purgatory. I woke up at 2.30 a.m. and You're in pogotory. Pogo, pogo, oh, that's just where everyone just pogos around, but I just saw in a, no a direction. very sweet Pee Wee Herman, and I think it was Forrest Whitaker pogoing uh, on a skit, and I, mean, I was remembering pogoing. God, I'm just remembering Forrest Whitaker. What a, what a presence. Oh, yeah. Wait, he's no longer with us? Uh, I'm not sure. I was just thinking I'd love to have a cuddle from him. Oh, but is he alive? I don't know. But so you're tired and you need a cuddle. Is Forrest Whitaker alive? Uh, yeah. We just get a date of birth. I don't get a death. Which yeah. Is great. Why are we assuming Forrest Whitaker was dead? I don't know dead? the way you were saying. I was remembering him. Okay. I was just remembering his performances. Not a, oh, good. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ghost Dog. His performance in Ghost Never Dog, so. saw that. Oh, Jim Jarmusch. It was amazing. RZA did in, the soundtrack. In uh, Jacob's Ladder? No. That's, you might be right about that. I forgot. Um, oh, so many things. But I woke up at 2.30 and I guess I'm just, you know, 
we're working so hard and like we've set up all these visuals now. Two thirty is too early. Two thirty is too early. And you kinda know that when you wake up at two thirty. Even four thirty, if you were doing some Kundalini meditation. Four thirty is respectable. It could be respect or if you're a farmer, but something you, I other. started listening to a podcast. Two thirty. And I rolled over or something and you so lovingly turned to me and said, Do you need to talk? And it was so sweet. I've stopped waking you up in the middle of the night. I know. Did I wake you up last night though? Or you just sensed Well, you didn't like hit me with your hand, but you, I sensed it. Yeah. I was really, um, I I don't know. I was tense. I had this tarot. We went out for dinner. We went to Elf with our friend Di and this- She said it was a vegan restaurant, not vegan at all. Not vegan at all, but sort of maybe somewhat organic or just a whole- I mean, I'm not a vegan. I'm always- looking to get back to it. You're but an aspirational I'm an aspiration. I mean, I- You're I, an ally. I You're an ally, ally to the vegans. Yeah. And I feel always a little bad. And that you I, would never eat a vegan. I don't think so. No, no, you draw the line there. But I had this, the waitress or the bartender, she said, do you want a tarot card reading? And she sat down and did- our we kind of cards. asked her if she she well she started shuffling those yeah but she was shuffling those things those like it was weight such, and she rider was, she was fully asking for peacocking. someone to ask for it she was peacocking those cards she peacocked her tarot cards she That's was right. shuffling them on at the bar and I have that set I'll just say you know astrology I think I said this before and tarot are like the only two new age things I'll allow myself to get into what about a little balancing of the chakras. No. No, you're not going to balance those chakras. That's for chakras. That's for chakras. I mean, also, that's happening anyway. I don't. Would you do a past life regression? No, but I do love the past life regression in uh, defending your life. Ooh, that's amazing. Albert Brooks, where he's a wimp in every life, and Meryl Streep is like a hero. Heroic. but so I did, we did this tarot card reading and it was like a little provocative. It was really good. It was all yeah. about moving out of uh, periods of my life where I've had kind of a masculine over controlling presence in my life, whether that's literally like it could be like when I was dealing with gurus and everything, or it could be a father figure, or it could be just my own way of thinking about things. The tarot reader did not want to uh, have a sort of more... Uh, therapeutic reading. You said it could be a, a sort of angry father within myself. And she said, no, this is someone outside of you. Like she didn't want to interpret. She didn't roll psychologically. She That's all right. Respect. Psych- Respect. Roll Keep it literal. It's just an angry voice. Keep those literal tarot card but readings I've rolling. I featured heavily in that reading. You featured heavily. The first card was, oh, a very strong feminine presence who's, presence who's ooh, quite, quite opinionated, quite controlling. And you were like, uh, who could that be? Could that be your mother? And, and then she was like, and you, you're very comforted by her. And I was like, it's you, babe. That's you. You are I am controlling. the feminine controlling presence in my life. And I do find you incredibly comforting. And last night- I don't control you. I control, I try to control my life. You control the experience of which I, I, I participate <laughs> in your life. I, I would definitely be, I'm collateral damage to your need to control. Um, but I come, I let you rest. You do let me rest. I let you rest. And last night you looked after me. Yeah, we got up. I, I didn't sit up in bed like you did. I wasn't that committed, but I chatted horizontal. It's funny. We we had like a post on social media recently. I think it was when we did that uh, Today Extra TV show in mm-hmm. Australia. And some right-wing troll or something wrote beta underneath it. You know, meaning oh, you're like, a- I'm a beta because I'm there with- A woman? My woman. And I'm like, dude, I'm what? there with like a hot woman who has sex with me. 
Like that's, And I was like smiling like a Stepford wife. <laughs> I was sitting there. I had done my hair and rollers. I'm dressed nicely. I was grinning as I thought I looked like too Stepford wifey and you were doing all the talking. How could that be beta? Yeah, right. Troll? But isn't that funny how like guys who like I, I've been. What are you supposed to be like? Not by your... You got to be jacked up. Like you got to be like I think just the idea that like I was sitting there kind of looking like in partnership. Oh, like also, a sensitive guy in creative partnership. Also, you had know. like blue hair. Yeah. And- what What are you saying? You know, <laughs> my what I was trying to work on my inner masculine voice. Yeah. I was doing cutting pictures out, or I don't know, and I had Atticus from To Kill a Mockingbird. Atticus Finch. Yeah, Gregory Peck as mm. Atticus Finch was sort of I thought. You know that was a that hit a right the right thing of a gentle father. Oh, that's what you visualized. My as you inner, were, my masculine. Oh, uh, working like, on your like inner a nice. Masculine. Do you remember that? I don't know what that was about. I was just trying to kind of, uh, sort of have a nice idea of what my father in me would, how I would be parenting myself as right. a man. I do love that idea. How, what would my feminine Gregory be Peck? I, I think I met him once because Cecilia Peck. His daughter, I I knew a tiny bit, and he was so nice as a person. How old was he when you met him? Old. Whereas, like, sadly, Henry Fonda played as well a beautiful, gentle man, usually strong but gentle in a way, but apparently personally more tricky as a dad than Gregory Peck. Gregory. Daddies are tricky. Mm. Daddies are tricky. But um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think who my feminine would be. I like to think that she'd be- <laughs> I'm laughing already. <laughs> no, I like, to, I like to think that she would be, I think she'd be hot. I think she's a mermaid from H2O. Oh, um, F- Phoebe, not Phoebe, Tonkin. Phoebe Tonkin. Condens- yeah, Cleo, the condensation. Because um, you're like fun and sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I am fun and I am sweet. I think I got, <laughs> I think I also got stressed because I put, you know, I, I've been very non-political, very apolitical in yeah. general on socials recently. I think I got a little just burnt out after the 2020 election because we got so yeah. revved up and just involved in getting Trump out. And so it was like all hands on deck. It was like the bus was going off the cliff and it was anything we, we could do. setting police cars on fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, ACAB. And uh, and I think I um I just felt, you know, we have this referendum coming up in Australia and I did not, maybe because we're not there right at the moment. It's been a few months since I've been there. I didn't quite have an accurate reading on how divisive the climate is in Australia, and particularly on socials dealing with it. Yeah. And to me, it's funny because I, you know, I, I came out and I said, you know, Briggs is someone who I really respect his uh, thoughts and his, uh, his politics. And he'd come out recently and said, look, you don't have to be a racist to vote no. For people who don't know, this is a, a referendum about basically enshrining a government body so there'll be an Indigenous voice to consult in parliamentary decisions that affect Indigenous issues. And Briggs came out recently and said, you don't have to be a racist to say to vote no, but all racists will vote no. Mm, right? Yeah. Which is kind of true. It's like it, there's a horseshoe theory thing happening with like progressive n- no votes, progressive left votes voting no because they feel that it doesn't adequately address the needs of the indigenous people, and then there's racists. And the, the, yeah. these two things are like are getting super confusing if yeah. you're trying to just make the right. To me, and I think what Briggs was saying was, 
actually the details don't seem that important right now. This does seem like a symbolic vote about are we going to recognize indigenous people within our constitution for the first time? So that's how it's I've just been taking it. It's complicated because is it, you know, I guess people would say, is this just a sort of look like, yeah, oh, exactly. we're going to, like if you hire, out. you know, one black politician, like, well, look, there's one black yeah. politician, but, um, and that is not enough and then move on to the way it was. And it doesn't address the issue. There's never been a treaty. And that's, a hu- everyone has, all, everyone that's wanted recognition of indigenous people has wanted a treaty. And so does the treaty include giving money back? Yeah, repar- I mean, there's all there's right. so many issues, yeah. but I just saw it as there's this a is lot the of chance money to in get Australia. I, I guess so. It's yeah, what a big businessman. But this is like the issue. This seems like the moment to get your foot in the door and basically begin a process happening. That's how I was reading it. But anyway, it just kind of I was curious, like because we were so politically active in 2020. Like, where are you currently at with like your feeling about like? using your voice in politics and is it possible is it worth it is you know well meaning like my voice on instagram yeah, yeah i just I mean, mean your platform people you don't know. like me on instagram getting political and it doesn't people don't like it like i feel like martha plimpton and i don't know there's certain people you know sarah silverman so many you know you know jenny connor even that it goes down better. I don't know what, if it's just that I'm thin-skinned or if it just, people are like, no, not from you. Like, Do you know what's interesting about it? All those- I would post like very political things. I'm very- Yeah, I feel like it's sort of know. like- But I just sort of hold back. Anger doesn't flatter you the way it does, say, Sarah Silverman. You know what I mean? Like it's almost part of what- Part of what people love about certain people is their rage. Yeah. Whereas what people love about you is your ethereal, poetic kind of sweetness and compassion. So they don't want to like, it's like they don't want to cross streams or something. Yeah, I think so. I'm feeling like whatever's moving me and if it's kind of uh, pro like women and black and brown people like doing things, I don't know, in a positive way, like the good news uh, feed or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I would like to. I don't know what I would like to do. I would like to change a lot of things. Well, that's like also the political side of just being an artist and a human being. That you are. I've always loved that Anais Nin idea that by being an artist, you are helping people become more sensitive and more in touch with their feelings and dreams. And so hopefully they make better political decisions. Yeah, and things sometimes happen in your life where you're directly affected by something and people kind of not even wanting to be a a voice. I mean, yeah, like when we had Cub Sport on, I don't think they want to be a voice necessarily politicized for gay marriage, but they're a gay couple. and That are married. They're married. And so they, I'm sure it's, fine thankfully so far they're they're great and doing fine but you know you kind of just probably want to just have a nice life and just be in love and have your nice life and then you find yourself becoming like sort of a politician but i don't know what's happened to me other than that i'm a woman a woman together we're weirder we're weirder together Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ioni Sky. And we are the hosts of Weirder Together podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together podcast network. Like punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable. 
Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, Vague Data. Making ways, the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate. Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists. And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I just sort of, I was left with a feeling of like, I ended up deleting those TikToks because I was just like, it was getting me embroiled in conversations that I didn't necessarily want to I wasn't really trying to convince anyone of anything I was just sharing where I was at and my process and yeah it just sometimes I think like all you're doing is baiting a really divisive argument that involves people yelling at each other maybe it's yeah. better we just like personal responsibility well, some and vote the way work we want to vote. and some 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 don't but yeah, yeah and the whole idea of just like sharing stuff on the internet your political views I just I, wonder yeah, if I've, that really helps very much I mean some I like I like seeing certain people's but i guess some people they're yeah just by existing and being great artists they're they're doing something you you had an idea that i'm not sure it would be classified as political but it is innovative and it was an idea for an app uh-huh. we were driving along this week and you were like ben take a note <laughs> i've got an idea for an app and i want to talk about it on the podcast okay do you remember it <laughs> um i do not it was about an app that helps you avoid lulls in conversation. Oh, right. I was just thinking, um, oh, you know why? Because uh, a friend of mine was in a sort of makeout thing with somebody. And, you know, they're already, it's like too, they're too involved, too in to write a normal response that's not like loaded or thought of, you know, you think it through too much. But I was being a mediator and like, hey, meet us here. We're doing this. We're doing that. I had no a mediator, mediator, no mediator. I, sure I, I don't know. I yeah, I yeah. just had no skin in the game. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. a yeah. I think it's a, a mediator, not a mediator. But anyway, I a was medium. You were channeling. <laughs> no. You were channeling the spirits of Serrano de Bergerac. Um, yeah. exactly. No, I I didn't have. Yeah, for me, it was just I could write a funny little text and it wasn't loaded or I didn't have overthink it. And so you were thinking of providing this as a service? Well, first I was saying it would be one of those little books that you have at Starbucks or those dumb, dumb books that you see in the, in the, in the checkout part of a bookstore, but you have all these wonderful books and then you have these dumb airplane little ones books. So then I was like, what's the version of one of those little books that are like, you know, 
10 things to do in a barbecue, whatever those books are. I don't even know what they are. Yeah. What's an example of those books? Yeah, like do's for husbands. Right, right, right. For husbands, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. And you said you mean like an app? Because this day and age. Well, because I was imagining people trying to flick through they a used book to put for those witty in like responses, a, a yeah. guest bathroom or something. But then I was but, thinking what you really need is live chat tech right. support. Yeah. Where like the the app is picking up what the other person is saying yeah, and using chat and GPT can, or whatever. It's yes. coming up with responses a, for you to say in your voice. It's an AI type of situation. And you punch in quickly sort of what situation you're in. Mm. Even like what oh, what do you yeah. say to a, love, a friend who's lost a, a parent or what do you, how do you respond? How do you say no to... Um, an event that you were invited to. Or to a teenager calling and hassling you about something. And how do you respond after the third makeout, pre-sex? Oh my God, I love that there would be an in-depth survey about the physical progress of the relationship. that's huge. Have you seen the nipples? Have you touched either nipple? How much do you like them? How many other people? But I don't know, something that sort of, because there's different stages of- Mm. of, uh, Have you grabbed a buttock? I mean, I don't know. It just yeah. would be like, you know, post first time having sex yeah. and them not responding for two days. Like yeah, how- but you're, you're assuming everyone's jumping into bed. I think there could be, there might be long, this might be a what? long courting said, process. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, Have you held hands? Or turning, yeah, but these are just little texts. And it could be what would, what would Snoop, how would Snoop say it? How would... If you want to be cooler. I love it. What I love is that while this strike is happening, <laughs> we are continuing to generate ideas that are going to make us money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, how do you how do you turn down, like someone says, can you read my script and you don't feel like it? But, or how do you give someone a script and they don't want it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how do you, what about your, didn't you have an idea also for a saloon or something? Oh, yeah, back that's in the another day? idea. What was that idea? Oh, going for it. These are the the graveyard of million dollar ideas. I love it. Yeah. But back to we learned from John Hamm how to say no oh, yeah. to and you know, he said I don't have the bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. Good phrase. And that was good. So Strong. I would put bandwidth in there. Yeah. I use that with um our kids now. Um Ugh. you know, if Goldie wants to be picked up late at night sometimes I'm saying, oh, sorry, I don't have the bandwidth for that drive right now. <laughs> yeah. My other idea was years ago with Amy Fleetwood, we wanted to open up a bar. And this would really tie into the two-stepping, gay, gay, gay uh, two-steppers, what's yeah, it called? Two-step. When those Queer other... two-stepping. Yeah, yeah. And line dancing. Line dancing. Yeah. But uh, this is a bar and it's a saloon. It's a sort of like a, a Westworld, but the aesthetics are, it's not a Knott's Berry farm. It's, it's better aesthetics. But with robots? No robots. Oh, okay. A beautiful looking saloon that may be like Bruce Weber designs. I don't know. But um, it's a bar and there's, and Amy would have been the hostess. And then upstairs behind, I think I got this from Blazing Saddles. Mm. Upstairs behind the bar is a room and Madeline Kahn is in there. No, but there's a <laughs> prostitute. I don't know if there's a prostitute, but it's a room where you can sleep off the drinks. Or I think, I, I don't know if we so thought- So wait, have you, have you guys just innovated and was, created the Wild West brothel? Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think it's, a, I don't know if there's a, 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 a prostitute. What's well, optional? That's up to the franchisee. Yeah, yeah, and it just was like, well, it was like a themed bar, but not like the themed bar on Sunset. Oh, the, uh, what's that place called? Saddle Ranch. Not Saddle Ranch, like a very nice themed, I don't know, I bet you it was from Blazing Saddles. 
Whoa, I like it. My hope to be chic, speaking of Blazing Saddles, is Mel Brooks. Every time I see him, oh yeah, his look. Yeah, he has a beautiful cashmere sweater and a polo underneath. Mm. And the last one, the little collar was tucked funny but i'm gonna become like that please, for you as i get older i, I am i am too I mean, we look, might be twinning i'm getting all my eccentric fashion choices out of the way pre-60 from 60 onwards my plan is distinguished elderly jewish gentleman yeah because he rocks a like i mean jews love a preppy look but it's like you know there's something i mean about wealthy i hopefully he's wealthy i hope so but people who get older sadly and have money they look they do look pretty good yeah they can take care of even like the chili peppers or something there's something about rich older people i know it's just the skincare and the massages something's going on so you know the the podcasting world was rocked in the last week by the major development of spencer pratt and heidi montag debuting their podcast on Spotify. It's called uh, Spidey's 16th Minute. And we obviously have a very deep, it's not a conflicted, it's not quite fandom, but we, we, we feel a historic connection to Spidey. Yeah. Beginning with when we started dating, I was living in the Palazzo Apartments uh-huh. where they were shooting The Hills. Oh, right. And we were going to Le Doux. And seeing them shooting there and getting oh, yeah. bottle table service and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we did rent our house out once and Spencer hung out with John, our late dog, who's no longer with us, and was very kind to him. I know. He he was petting our dog and I thought, this guy's nice. He comes across, his persona is like douchey. But he was very nice to my dog, and so I'll forever. But yeah, that's when we first started dating, and you showed me the hills, and I didn't realize it was a reality show because yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I had seen <laughs> one maybe real world back in the, whenever it started in the eighties, and I never watched reality. But this was shot like cinema, so and, I, and it, oh yeah, this was the new era of where they were shooting them like one shot over the shoulder, shoulder yeah, yeah, dirty. Yeah. And I was like, this is the weirdest acting because it's like really good, but the dialogue is so And you were like, you were like, these actors are amazing. But they sound yeah. very like Valley Girl. And yeah. um, you were like, it's, well, they're, it, this is real. Reality TV, baby. But, but this show, show is fucking bonkers. Like I just listened to the second episode oh, really? of it today. It's, Oh, unhinged. It, it's unhinged, and what's more so, unhinged than Jello Biafra? Our yeah, show? yeah, but Jello, <laughs> such different beasts. I know, I know. Spencer Pratt is so intriguing because, on one hand, he's completely sort of Machiavellian and fame hungry and ambitious on the most base level, but he's so transparent about it that it's almost done with like a total little boy's innocence Mm. and it's endearing. And you should hear him on the second episode talk about going to Taylor Swift. He had a full spiritual experience at the Taylor Swift concert. I was cracking up. He starts to cry at one point and Heidi talks about getting merch sent from Taylor and Spencer goes, did you say merch? It's blessings. Oh my God. He, she's like a guru to him. He said he's going to go 
16 times oh my to see God. this thing. He, is Heidi jealous at all? Uh, Heidi is she amused by him. She seems amused. very amused. But he's... I mean, they're very religious. And he's, he is a fanatical dude. Like, I think the attitude that he brings to his career and fame, he also brings to crystals. And you know those hummingbirds yeah. videos? Of yeah. him? Like, he gets into things like 150%. Yeah, yeah. And it's just wild, man. He is. They are, they are really one of a... I can't, like fully endorse like i wouldn't say like you don't listen to this podcast to find out like the way you should be living but it is an incredible character study yeah i know there's something there is something about them i mean there is something about uh reality charismatic reality stars that you know like new york and so oh yeah i love new york and flavor Flav. yeah and they're still together and they love each other oh really no, 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 I oh. mean Heidi and Spencer. Oh, I thought you meant New York was with no, Flavor Flav. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just sort of find, I, I am fascinated. I find something like, yeah. anyway, this podcast is intriguing. I'm like, oh, because it's sort of like they get in this combative moment with their first, on the first episode, the guest is the woman who does Dumois, the gossip site. And first question out, like first cab off the rank Spencer asks something that I guess he wasn't meant to ask, and she gets very combative with him instantly. And it's just, it's wild. Just in this era of like everyone being so hyper kind of controlling of the image they want to put out there, he really does come from the like, all press is good press. Let's do this thing, you know? It's pretty fun. That's, yeah, it's good. And uh, if you're stuck in traffic, listen to that podcast. Do it. It's weird to be advertising I know, a Spotify podcast, but I do. I only I, saw one moment where yeah, she but I said d- she ended up on Vogue at one point because of her style, and he was laughing at her and saying, Vogue? Maybe Vogue Canada. <laughs> I mean, that's like, and she was like, laughing. I think I'm interested in it because, like, it is a little like us in the sense that they're a married couple who are revealing quite intimate aspects of the way they relate to each other. Not yeah. to disvogue Canada, I'm sure it's good. No, but it's saying you were in vogue has a certain connotation that you got to she pass the it, Anna Winter. <laughs> yeah, she took test. it very well. I would be laughing. Well, she has a good sense of humor about herself. I'm excited tonight. I'm gonna because this comes out Friday morning. So tonight I'm gonna uh, sing a song at the documentary of this about the Elephant Six Collective that Lance, Lance Bangs has produced and I'm going to sing an Elf Power song. And it's, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see this. They were like a really, you had a huge neutral milk hotel. Like many people. Well, I, yeah. I just, my <laughs> kid, I know, my kid was like, oh yeah. I was like, came so late to the game with that album. And then I was on a train, which is a perfect place to hear that type of album. And I did have a big, my kid, you know, Kate told me, and I had a big experience. Yeah. I really liked Apples in Stereo and Elf Power. And so this is a, a doco about this whole scene of all yeah. these bands that all Where played together. Where were they? Together. What part of God, the world? I don't even know if I know the answer to that. It's so it somewhere. Like, it's got to be Midwest or something, right? Yeah. Lots um, of good stuff come out of the Midwest. Where was the Elephant Six Collective based? Uh, Athens. Athens, oh. Georgia. Yeah. B-52s. Yeah, R.E.M. R.E.M. Yeah. Do they know each other, do you think? The- oh, I'm sure. There's a whole, much like in New York, if you were a band coming up, the your the hipness of your show could be measured by the amount of Sonic Youth members in attendance. This was in the 90s. 
and REM had a similar presence in Athens that if you got all four of them there, that was the hippest show in town. If you got, you know, everyone would talk about which members were at which shows. Okay. I got a little lost with Sonic Youth. What I'm saying is like, like the band, they were like the stamp of approval for alternative culture. Okay. So the hippest shows in New York would have all four Sonic Youth members there. Kim... Thurston, Thurston, Lee, okay. and Steve. <laughs> like I would know their, all their names. Oh, you I might know them. I'm Kim. sure you met them oh, all. Oh, I'm sure. And then similarly in, in Athens, the REM members, nice. Mike, Michael, Bill, and Peter. Mike, Michael, Bill, and Peter. Yeah, yeah. They, if you had all four Nikki, of them. Mickey, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Mickey, Ricky, Dicky, Don was actually based on REM <laughs> in Athens. Nice. Little known I fact. love that. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, who was the... Uh, was Michael Stipe the person in Australia? Or? Wait, do you mean Michael Hutchins? Ugh. Michael Stipe was in Athens. I know. Michael Hutchins in Australia. Was the there, was there a band like that? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It didn't have the same. You didn't really have like arbiters of cool in the same way America loves, and maybe France. I don't know. I'm sure other places are very into like rubbernecking and who's there. But isn't it weird America like? essentially has a lot less gatekeepers, I think, culturally, yet they do love a gatekeeper. Less than who? Well, like Australia, it's there's so many gatekeepers, I think, to get into the industry. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about it sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next time at 2.30 in the morning when I wake up, me. you say, do you need to talk? I was like, I need to talk about Australian music industry gatekeeping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. How about that? I think we just did a podcast. I think we did. Yeah. How are you finding it, doing it with the cameras and everything? <clears throat> I, I like it. <laughs> We're going to get them up on YouTube. They're not all going up at the exact same time, but once we get in a flow, they'll be up regularly. So when we first get them up, we'll put up three And we have or four a timer, but it's stuck at 14. I thought we were waiting for it to be. No, it's not stuck. Why you say it's stuck? That's just the time right now. Oh, it's on um, military. <laughs> 214. It's on yeah. not military time. It's on. Uh, yeah, it is. Isn't that military time? 24 hour time. You do that in Australia. Some of us do when we're ga- okay, gatekeeping the music. Three o'clock. Do you not know that? No. It's just 16. minus 12. What's 16? Three o'clock. <laughs> no, what's 16? Oh, wait. 16 is 4 o'clock, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I said, at first I said yeah, 15. Yeah, 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 you were right. I get it. I, I don't know that. We didn't, we didn't have that Do you that want me to here. test you now? Just, you take away 12 from it. What's 17 o'clock? Um, 7. No, 17 <laughs> minus 12. I know math's not your strong suit, but you can get this. 4. No, no 17 minus <laughs> oh, God, 12. Ben, come stop on, it. Come on, you got it, you got no, it. No, I'm but not so close. out. No, I'm not doing this. Okay, it's 5 o'clock. Okay. Um, we love <laughs> I'm you. Too, I'm too traumatized Hey, wherever you are, whether school, you're measuring in 24-hour time, in 12-hour time, we love you equally. <laughs> See you later. Babies, beautiful babies. Fuck. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.